Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. This is fun. That was recorded, so you're good. Okay. So that's, that's a good start off. We're good. So uh, hello, everybody. Episode 190 of the Galen Trombley Show. I'm very excited for today. Um, I'm excited because you're not... You're newish to the North Country. Yes. And I think if anybody's in the business community, they've gotten an email from you or heard your name somewhere yes. or seen your name somewhere in writing. Uh, so hopefully this lets people know who you are. I've got to know you a little bit over the last couple of years, but uh, Adriana Fabro, the business development specialist at the North Country Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Thank you for having me. Perfect. I'm excited. I'm nervous and excited. I, you'll be fine. <laughs> and, and I met your husband last week and I didn't know it was your husband and he goes um yeah so Adriana's my wife and she's I'm gonna paraphrase I'm gonna not paraphrase what he said he goes she's basically super excited to come on the podcast so so I was like okay this would be good and and then he kind of told me to to rag on you a little bit which I'll fit in later in the episode so (laughs) okay great we'll be good but um you're one of I'm trying to think how many people have had at the chamber on and again as I've gotten to know people at the chamber I'm, I love the organization. Mm-hmm. I was just giving you some background on my connection to the chamber. It's, it's still fairly recent, not much longer than you have been with this chamber. Okay. Um, you know, it's probably been four or five years now, but getting to know the people, getting to see the, kind of what they do and why they do it and how it fits in the overall grand scheme, bigger picture of just what I thought was a glorified travel agency uh, or uh, uh, give me information on travel. Rest stop. A rest stop. That's really what I thought it was years ago. So sorry, everybody at Chamber. But um, no, you are one of a a very good line of people that have come to get on the podcast. I'm excited. So for people that do not know you, give us kind of an intro. Who are you? Where'd you come from? Okay. So um, I'm originally from Rosemary, Quebec, which is 30 minutes north of Montreal. And I moved to Albany when I married Chris in 2010. He's originally from this area, so I can get to how we got to here. Um, But we moved to Albany because at the time when we got married, I was like, we can't live in Plattsburgh. I'm from Montreal. There's cows in Plattsburgh. That's just weird. (laughs) So I'm like, we have to go to more of a town, like a city like Albany. So we moved to Albany and (laughs) we lived there for um, 10 years and loved it. Uh, We made good friends, good jobs, um, which I can get into that as well. But um, then in 2010, sorry, 2020, I lost my job because of COVID. And so we moved. We took that finally as a jump to move here and got the job with the chamber. And I absolutely love it. And so that's how we ended up here. So Chris's family is here. My family still lives in Montreal area. Okay. Um, and so now we're finally close to family. So you went a couple years without seeing family because of the yes, border? Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, yeah, two, two and a half years without being able to go see my parents, my grandparents, my brother, my friends. So normally, how often would you go back and forth? Probably once a month, if not every other Even month. Even from Albany? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Rose, is it Rosemere? Rosemere, yeah. Rosemere. So yeah. when you say that there's cows here, where you're, you're 30 <laughs> minutes north of, of 
Montreal. So, Montreal. Yeah. So how congested is Rosemere? Is it pretty? Um, Rosemere is a beautiful little town um, that has pretty much everything. And okay. uh, <laughs> uh, like walking distance, I would walk to school and um, like, yeah, just... Nice city, like Celine Dion had a house there. Celine Dion, sorry, had a house. You just went real French on us. Okay, Celine Dion. I was going to say that how we would pronounce it. It was a nice, beautiful, it is a beautiful community. And so... A lot um, of people? Yeah, honestly, I don't know how the number, but it's very green. It's very pretty. Um, There's like a golf club nearby. Like, very nice. Is it a... is it like so? It's like a suburb of Montreal. Yes. It'd be considered like almost like the city proper kind of thing. Yeah, I think maybe a little bit farther out. Yeah, maybe. a little bit farther out. Yeah, and so so when Chris and I started dating and I came here for the first time, it was very much a culture shock for both of us. Okay. For Chris to come and visit me in Montreal and visit and, and meet me downtown, and for me to come here, it was very much a culture shock. But we both loved both. Ends, it's just I was at the time I was not prepared to live here. <laughs> You're kind of like a city girl, a little bit. Yes, yeah. So, so <laughs> how'd you guys meet? Um, we met when we were 16 years old, oh, camping wow. at Fish Creek Campground in the Adirondacks. Okay. And um, he was playing volleyball, and I was impressed by his volleyball skills. <laughs> 16 years old, and. Um, it's the kind of campground that the same families go at the same time every year. Yeah. And so I had gone with a friend of mine from high school. And so we met we met each other that summer, kept in touch via MySpace yeah. throughout the year and like Hotmail because we didn't even have phones to like text each Did other. Did you have AIM? No, okay. no. Um, no, we had to use calling cards to okay. then call each other. <laughs> um, but then, so then the following summer... We saw each other again, and then, but like nothing, just kind of said hi to each other at the campground. And then the following summer, he, we missed each other. We weren't like he was working or whatever. And so when I went my fr- with my friend again to Fish Creek, he wasn't there. And so I remember him emailing me saying, "We're gonna be at the casino, the Montreal casino, with my friends on such and such a night. You wanna meet us there?" And so I was able to meet him there, and so we started long distance relation, uh, long distance relationship. So at this point, we were 18, 19 years old, and he had just decided to move down to Albany to go to school there, and so we had a four hour long distance relationship for four years. You were still in Montreal this whole time. Yes. Okay. Um, we got engaged after two years. So in 2004 we met. In 2006 we started dating. In 2008. We got engaged, and in 2010, we got married. Wow. And so when we got married, we had never spent more than a full week together. Really? <laughs> yes, because we would only see each other, like, on the weekends or every other weekend. How? We went on vacation together for, like, a week, but... How old were you? 22? I was 23. He was 22, yeah. Wow. Okay, so... Yeah. Um, so my, my <laughs> thing was when I was... Uh, so I married my wife, but... I always wanted to live with the person for at least a year mm-hmm. and just kind of feel it out because in my mind, it's not yeah, like we the, didn't do that. Yeah. Which is, it's fine. It, it's, I was always like, well, what happens if I, they don't like clean up after themselves yeah. or they don't do like a chore or they're or, like, I was always going like the slobby factor, but like what happens if they're just like a, a bad communicator, like, mm-hmm. or texter, or just like, you don't know where they are. Like, yeah. so all these things play in my head where I just, you kind of want to feel out that situation. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's worked out for you. Guys. Yes. 12 years later, we're yeah. still married. <laughs> we're still happy. <laughs> That's So you were introduced to the Adirondacks and early yes. on. So you like, kinda yes, knew I the... enjoy camping and being outside and yeah. So Montreal, 
Can you speak French? Yes. We dropped the Celine Dion on us, so I figured I figured you had some French in you. So um. yeah, I went to French school. My family's very English, okay. but we uh, I went to French school. Yeah. Which was La Salle. Yes. Yeah. Mon- yeah. La Salle okay. College. Yep. I always think of Concordia, and I think of uh, yeah. What's the other McGill? McGill. Yes. That McGill is probably the more famous one. Yes. And then Concordia. Concordia is a pretty yep. big college, though, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, Montreal, the, or the funny thing about Canada, I've been going up to Montreal since I was a kid. I've never gone past Montreal. Yeah, so Which, 30 minutes more, and then you'd be at my parents' but house. But like Quebec City. I've oh, never, yeah. I've never been to Quebec City. Hours. I've never been to Mont-Tremblant. I've never been to mm. Ottawa. Like all these Don't pl- you ski? I feel like you're a skier or I, a snowboarder. Well, I do. I go. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I go down the mountain, but I've never... My wife's been to Tremblant. I've never been. I mm. would love to. That It was on our plans to go, and then COVID happened, yeah. so we never ended up going. But... Um, so I always find it weird because in Montreal, like, I think in my head, going past Montreal to me feels like another world. Yeah. But the funny thing is in Canada... To a lot of people who live in Montreal, it's the same thing. They're like, oh, you need a passport to go to your house. Yeah. But like when you're in Montreal, you're in the south part of the country. So it seems weird. Like to you guys, you're like, yeah. we're like the bottom 5% of the country. Like there's so much, probably even le- mm-hmm. probably less than that. So it's just funny how... My, my view of Canada, like, stops at Montreal, even though Montreal is, like, us saying I'm stopping in Miami. Right. So, it's, it's, it's very odd. Yeah. But, um, so, okay, so you ended up going to school in Montreal. Yes. And now I'm looking at, did you go for, because you went into the hotel industry. Yes. So, LaSalle College is, like, a... Um, HRT? What you would consider like an associate's degree here, but for me it was a three-year program. Okay. So I went from high school to then that. It was a three-year program in hotel management, hospitality, and tourism. Okay. And so I always had like the intentions of um, either working at a hotel and being like a general manager or, or opening a bed and breakfast. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up more in the events area, okay. which I absolutely love. So I worked um, straight out of uh, school. I worked in like front desks at hotels. And then I got a really great job at the uh, St. James Club of Montreal, which is one of the oldest business clubs in Canada. And it's um, basically business people pay to be members of that club to be able to use the facilities to either um, host meetings or lunches or um, like conferences. And then there's also weddings and stuff like that. So I became an event coordinator there. And then when I moved down here, um, well, sorry, to Albany. I worked at the Desmond Hotel for a few yeah. years, planned events there. And then I worked, my longest time was at the New York State Bar Association, where I was a meeting planner and section liaison there. And then from that, I went to the Northeastern Retail Lumber Association, which is where I then lost my job, which was the best thing that could have happened to me, and then ended up here. So, all right. So, <laughs> the, the thing when I looked at this, I'm like, you've had some different jobs. So, yes. like, so. <laughs> The Double Tree by Hilton, that was up in Canada? Yes. Yeah. And then the other, what, the business? The St. James Club Saint was James. also, it was in Montreal. Okay. Yep. And then the Desmond, Albany. which I've stayed at, that's right off of 87. Yeah. Um, it's got kind of the cool courtyard area. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I, I well, it was 2012 you, you stopped that? Like you, yes, that was 2012, um, okay. I, was, I left the Desmond to go work at the New York State Bar Association. Okay, so we had a couple of events there. would have been after 2012. So I never would have like, I was mm. like, oh, did we have a run-in? But that would have been cool. I'm sure there's people from Plattsburgh that ran into you down there yeah. that you didn't know of at the time. <laughs> um, so the New York State Bar Association, that's for attorneys, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay, so yes. what is what does that entail? Yeah, so the New York State Bar Association, so um, attorneys 
would be members of the association and we would then do education for them. So we would do it. They have to have continued legal education um, to maintain their credit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, um, so my role was to plan their um, events around their continued legal education. But we had different departments. There was the, um, I was in the meetings department, which meant we got to plan the fun meetings. So okay. I got to travel a lot for work, which was a lot of fun. So we, we had like continued legal, legal education that they could do either by webinars or like one day meetings here and there. I did the three day destination meetings. Okay. So, um, and there's different law sections. So I had like family law, um, dispute resolution and international were, I, I think if I remember correctly, were my sections. And so, um, because of that so we would plan places to beautiful locations and in between that Did you have a hand in that picking locations yes so yes i was, okay. I was then we would plan like the, the the events around it so it would be like their their uh, educational part in the morning but then in the afternoon we would have golf or like tours and then we would get back together for dinner and stuff like that so mm-hmm. um yeah it was so much fun and then in addition i also had um they had this one week long meeting in New York City, uh, which had like 5,000 people attend and like 60 meetings throughout the, the week. Did that, you run that too? Yes. Yeah. Wow. With a lot of people at, yeah. there, but yes, I was the main contact for it. So what I'm, so uh, event planning. Mm-hmm. So like I see you, you do that now. We'll get into the chamber stuff, yeah. but so this is just, you've been doing this for a decade yeah. at this point. Yeah. So what is the, what's the thing you like the most about it? And what's the thing that you find the hardest about it? Because mm. I've, semi-run some events and there's a lot of logistics yeah um i think what i like the most is probably the day of the event when it finally all comes together and you're like yes i did this (laughs) and you've got the adrenaline kind of going at the same time like what's gonna go wrong because there's always something that goes wrong um but you try your best to make sure that no one who's there notices that I went wrong. <laughs> yeah, you just keep it cool. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite part is that like you've been working for months on this um, because I think that's a lot of a lot of people don't realize that like for my October event, I'm already planning it now. And so you're always, I think, and that's probably what I don't like the most. My least favorite thing is that I'm continuously planning so far ahead mm-hmm. that it's like life is going by because I'm already thinking of October and not thinking of right now. Yeah. Um, but I also love it at the same time. Um, so, so years ago I was part of, and I always say I did not sing or dance, but I was part of this local music theater and I know that they would practice for a few months leading up to this performance. Yeah. I would come in at the very tail end. I was just moving stuff. Like I was moving set designs. So I would show up for about two weeks. But you could tell like the buzz in the air because they, I mean, yeah. one, this was the people coming together for three months, but the whoever was directing it, the planning, and I was on the board one year for the, for the whole organization. So you see like they're planning stuff a year in advance for something that's happening in March. They're deciding stuff in like June and July. Yeah. So... When you see this culmination of all this work and then like I come in in like the last two weeks and just kind of like get some directions and move stuff. But you can feel like as soon as, you know, the, the costumes and the lighting and all of them start to come, then you can see yes. even the actors that they're like, all right, this is like becoming legitimate now. Mm-hmm. And then you can see like the, the day of the production and the show and like the buzz and all the excitement. So that would yes. be kind of what I feel. Yeah. You do all this behind the scenes work, but when it's actually there and you can feel and taste and see it, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, this yes. is like... 
because it's in your mind and then yeah. it becomes reality. So yeah. it must be kind of... It's exciting. When the people all finally get there, now everyone's sitting down and the lights turn off and the show starts and the presentation's working, the PowerPoint's working, the yeah. Wi-Fi's working, <laughs> speakers are working, everything's coming together. It's it, like, okay, I can breathe. <laughs> I, I was watching, on a totally different level, but I was watching this documentary the other day. It was a new one they just had on Netflix about uh, Elon Musk. It was like yes. SpaceX and, and they were talking about the launch and... For one thing, that guy, the amount of stress that guy must have been under on some of these launches mm. was incredible. But they're sitting there, and he's like, one point, he's like pacing. It was the time they were tr- like early on where they're trying to prove they could actually send a rocket into space. And he's sitting there, and he's using some uh, some colorful language. And basically, he's like, all right, God, tell me that thing's gonna go off. And all of a sudden, it goes off. He's like, tell me. he's like pacing, yeah. and you see him just like like, and all of a sudden, like something went off, and he's like, oh, thank God. And like you could just see eventually they just like, so yes. like that must be like you like at the you know the the. Uh, like the, the St. Patrick's breakfast. Yes. Like, now I'll see you in the back and like, like, okay. please, Matt, please don't say something stupid. Galen, please don't say something stupid. Like, okay, oh my the, God, the scene yeah. went off. Like, oh, this is good. Okay, we're yeah. moving. So, it's funny that I, you say that because literally while you were up there, Christy and I are texting each other. Where is he going? Oh, no, we're, we're okay. We can trust him. We're good. I should have. You know what? So the story of that, one... I didn't prep it. The night before, I couldn't sleep. I just, mm. it was like one of those random, like our kids were sick. I just, it was, you know, you just had those nights, you just can't go to bed. Yes. And I, for the life of me, couldn't fall asleep. I laid in bed for probably four hours and I was thinking, oh, of that's like, the worst when you're watching the clock and you're like, okay, if well, I fall asleep now, I can have And it was three like thinking about anything and everything. And it wasn't even, uh, people were like, oh, you must have stayed up because you're nervous. I'm like, no, I'm not nervous mm. to do that. Like, that would even, but in my head, I was like, what do I have to do tomorrow? I'm like, I have the breakfast and I have this. And then I was yeah. like, got this. All of a sudden, the breakfast, I'm like, oh, so we're going to talk. I'm like, how can I make fun of Matt? And then I was like, that was my – so then I started sitting there and I was like going through it. So this it was whole, good. But it, it was like really – well. I, I literally came up with it five hours before I gave it. And no practice. Yeah. And I tried to like – I winged it. I didn't have anything written down. So that's, so that's something that like I'm in awe of because I'm very much – I'm not a spontaneous person. <laughs> I very much plan everything. <laughs> <laughs> I I plan a lot, but like speeches, I don't because one, I know I'm going to stumble over speeches. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to say, uh, uh, whatever and lose my train of thought. But I think it comes for me, at least for me, it, it it's people know when I speak, it's authentic because I just come off the cuff. So I try not to, um, and part of it when I was going, I'm like, well, oh, you've committed already. And I remember walking right. up, like, Hey Matt, I got a story. He's like, oh, okay. Cause I know Matt <laughs> likes to plan it out. So yes. next year, if I'm allowed back up on stage, <laughs> right. I, I probably won't do that. I'll, I'll go with what Matt gave me. I just that happened to be no, a, but you did really well. But it, it was like good. I said, it was I, I know like some my husband were, uh, had some questions about it though because oh, I was part of it, right? I think I, I was, threw you in there. Yeah, I was just I was saying I'm like, who can I just roll yeah, in? No, and I was good. like, these are the people that I know well enough that they'll be fine. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so the the bar association. Yes. Um, so then you went from that to Northeastern Retail yes. Lumber. Yes. So I'm assuming Lumber change. is Lumber Association of like builders or, or Correct. So like um, more like the mom, like Curtis Lumber is a member, but there's yep. also very much like the mom and pop shops who have, who were members of that. So again, Bar Association, Lumber Association, yeah, so Chamber. So I know, I mean, huge. You're, but, bar- you're, but you're kind of like, you're working with, you're kind of uh the support of an industry. Yeah, right? it was always each each of them had member. I mean, diff- differently. Like the bar association has like seventy thousand members. Mm-hmm. The NRLA, I think, had has um, eighteen. I could be wrong. And then obviously the chamber is a different number again. So, but 
every single one of them has members Mm -hmm. that you're servicing that were there to help and benefit and provide resources for. So they all had like that similarity and have the events that I could plan to assist with networking and having a good time and things like that. So it was kind of what draws you in is is like they're getting a position that you could be kind of in that, have a little bit of hand in the events. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So out of, um, I guess out of those four, mm-hmm. what was the one that like stand, stood up the most that you really enjoyed, or like what what was the one that was like this is like I'm, this is so in my wheelhouse, and then which one was like ah oh, this I'm kind of out of my I gotta really learn including this. the chamber. No, we'll get to well I guess yeah okay. we should throw that okay. in there. We're going um, chamber next. So yeah. Okay, so I feel like I learned so much at the bar association. Um, I was think I was 26 at the time when I started there, um, and it was just a very well organized association that had everything together and the ball rolling. And like they, what we weren't reinventing mm-hmm. every event like Christine and I have done now for the chamber. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like I really learned so much. I really enjoyed my time there. Um, between all of my jobs and like my career so far, I have to say, and I'm not just saying that cause I'm there now, but I feel like the chamber is really like, this feels like, I am meant to be there. Like I really enjoy do th- my time there. Do you think, does it have to do with the location or is it people or is it the people you I work with? I think it's the people that I work with okay. for sure. Um, Gary and Christy and Sue have really created a great environment. Um, from, and I really think that it comes from the top. Mm-hmm. So, and the people that they've hired to work there are all genuinely nice people mm-hmm. Um, who want to do their job well. And I've worked in many places. Lar- I mean, the Bar Association had 120 people working there to now we're 11 or 12. Um, and they're just all nice people, you would think. I think I was a little nervous before I started there because it's mostly women. Yeah. Um, and I think we can all admit that sometimes that can be a little bit of a sticky situation. And everyone is just so nice. Like, there's no going behind anyone's back or... You know, everyone is just genuinely there to help each other and do their job. And yeah, it's just an awesome place to work. (laughs) Well, getting to know people. And I think um, we said from the top, like Gary, Gary's one of the most fascinating people locally for me. And Mm -hmm. he came on the podcast and one out of (laughs) anybody I've ever asked on the podcast, I was most nervous to ask Gary. I could see that. And it was, I just, and the thing was like, Gary from Gary hasn't really changed over 30 years looks the same dresses the same like he's just <laughs> but he's like he I just remember as a kid like you'd see him in all these yeah. events yeah and one he always dressed like to me he dressed as like a godfather I call him a godfather <laughs> but he like does he know this I probably haven't said to his he face I see everybody else I'm like I'm a godfather but so but he like every time I'd see him in these photos I'm yeah. like who is this guy mm-hmm. and I just didn't really know what he did and I mean, I'm talking like this is yes. throughout the years, like yep. well before I was ever, you know, an adult. And then I started to see him and I started to see him and I'm like, you know, he's quiet. Like he speaks, like he goes up mm-hmm. and does the speeches, but like, you don't, he doesn't, he's kind of unassuming when he's not on stage and doing mm-hmm. stuff. So he just like kind of built up this like aura of like, who is this Gary? And everybody talked about him, like, oh my God, yeah, Gary. And like, you'd hear all these like rumblings. And I'm like, this guy is very well respected, but I'm like, I don't really know him. So yeah. he came on, was great gave a lot of time and he was one I basically said record asked a question and it was just like let him go yeah I can see that but I do think he's got a very he's a very 
thought out person. Very mm-hmm. like he always talked about being strat- strategic. But I can see him assembling a really good team. He just comes across as a very good leader. Of- he is. And he, you can, and Christy says this too, like he's hired the people to do their job mm-hmm. so that he doesn't have to micromanage us. So, and I feel like that's huge yeah. having been at places where I felt micromanaged. It's like, you've hired me to do my job. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. If I do something wrong, then of course, tell me. Yeah. Um, but I always will have the best interest in mind. And so I think he has done a really good job at hiring people who know what they're doing and, or at least try. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the whole organization, um, like Joel being the, the other male there. Yes. But Joel, Joel. Is, <laughs> if you don't like Joel, then I don't think you like people because Joel is I know, the he's so sweet. And, uh, and he deals with all of us. Yeah. He, he's, he's a, he's a roll <laughs> of the punches kind of guy and he has fun he and is. I don't think he doesn't, um, I've had him on here a couple times and he definitely doesn't take himself serious, like no. in a good way. Like yeah. he's, he's, uh, he, he's just a good old, he's a good dude. So, <laughs> um, but with the chamber being kind of a smaller organization, mm-hmm. um, was, was that intimidating coming up or when you decided yeah. to move up to Plattsburgh, was it kind of the role opened up and it felt like a good fit for you and you kind of went for it? Yeah. So when I lost my job, I remember being on the phone crying, of course, because it was a pandemic. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Yeah. Um, And, but at the same time, I had this like gut feeling of like, this was meant to happen. Like, I feel like this is the push that I needed to finally convince Chris, my husband, to move to Plattsburgh because I had been trying, trying for the past five years to move up here. Oh, so it was you that pushed? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought it would have been him wanting to come back. No, no. You're still like, I still want the city. No, I think, um, so we had our daughter is now five years old and as soon as we had her every december when we would come up to visit our family and then do the long drive back i would be crying saying like why don't we live close to family we need to be here and then we would convince ourselves no no there's really not much in plattsburgh like not knowing any different (laughs) Uh, because chris grew up here but moved away when he was like 16 17 i think yeah or 17 um and so um I've lost track of where I was going with this. Oh, so moving back up with family. So you're crying. On thank the phone. you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And so I finally can, when I lost my job, I was like, this is our opportunity. And he, because of the pandemic was now available to work from home. So we, within like a three week time, we put the house on the market. I started looking for a job. Um, I think we waited to put the house on the market before I actually got the job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but I started looking on Indeed, like trying to find a job. And I saw this business development specialist Mm -hmm. position, which at first I was like, I scrolled past it. I'm like, I can't do that. (laughs) Cause it was a pretty long description and it was intimidating. And then I'm like, wait a minute, go back. And I'm like, no, I can do this. And so I applied. It was the only job that I applied for in the area. Okay. Um, Christy, um, and I think it was through Courier Staffing as well. Yep. Um, they both reached out and everything kind of fell perfectly into place. And then within three weeks, we put the house on the market, sold the house, and moved up here. Got the job and everything? Got the job. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got the. I did a virtual interview with Christy and then came up here um, to meet Gary and Christy and Jody. Mm-hmm. And Gary offered me the job on the spot, which was really? amazing. Yeah. He was like, when can you start? And I was like... In three weeks, because I have to put my house up on the market. Oh, that's awesome! So they, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. So they, they were probably for some reason already pre-sold. And, I get. I mean, I guess. And, I, Christy said that there was a few other people in the running, but I mean, I like to pretend that it was just me. <laughs> well, I, I think that goes with what you just said with how the chamber works. Like Christy yeah. was able to probably have 
the interview and the say and feel yes. it out and have a good you have a good self awareness of the chamber and of what you need mm-hmm. and then Gary's just like, Yeah, she said you're good. Like yeah. you seem good. Like oh. Yeah, exactly. And that goes back to again, Gary has hired people that he trusts. Mm-hmm. He trusts Christy's opinion. So here we were. Yeah, so Chris was waiting for me in the parking lot during my interview. And so I walked back and I'm like, I got the job. And we were super excited. And then, yeah, so then we moved up here and um, here we are. So Christy was your first intro to the chamber. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's a good welcome committee. Yes. And so, yeah, yeah. your original question was, was I, was I intimidated by a smaller um, area? Sorry, touching the microphone. Um, oh, this mic. That, that oh, one, you okay. can move this that all around. Right. Yeah, oh, you okay. pull that away from your cool. face too I if it's annoying. I thought it was part of it. No. Okay. Oh, yeah, obviously. Right in front of me. I, I, I was going to say, when I was going over like the, the stuff before the podcast, I forgot about that. That's yes. okay. Um, so, no, I wasn't intimidated at all. I was super okay. excited. Um, Christy was very welcoming and everyone there was very welcoming. So yeah, no, I wasn't nervous. And did you get up to speed pretty fast? I think so. Um, it was, Christy and I, I think we're both learning at the same time because it was a new role for her with Jody yeah. having just retired. Yep. Um, and so, and it was a pandemic, so everything was different. So we were both learning at the same time, which I think was to our best advantage. Yeah. Um, that allowed us to kind of switch things up and figure it out as we were going because we were planning and not knowing like, okay, well, the next event is coming up or we're going to have to do that virtual or in person and kind of having two plans and then realizing, no, no, it has to stay virtual. Do you think it was better possibly coming on board with maybe more to do but less to do in a sense because of like you were in that, you basically were either at home or in the office where you didn't have to really prep for events or go out and, you know, look at sites or do things or... Um, do you find that there was some simplistic where like you could, you had to plan, but not as fully as you would right now? Or do you think if you would have got thrust into a normal yeah. year of like, okay, after hours every month, like, cause you kind of knew for mm-hmm. a little bit that like after hours are kind of done happening. for a few yeah. months. Yeah. No, I think it was to my advantage okay. that it was, I got to be eased into it, mm-hmm. um, and kind of learn the chamber at the same time as what, what we do, what our purpose, why we're here and things like that. And yeah. It was good. Is is the mission of the chamber thrown around quite a bit? Or is um, it just kind of like known kind I of by the culture? It, yeah, I think it's just the culture that we're we're there to help our businesses and our members and I mean and so much more. Mm-hmm. That's what Gary would be able to tell you more mm-hmm. about, but um or probably has. Um but yeah, I feel like the culture is just there that we're there to help and I feel I learned a lot. Um about a smaller community very mm-hmm. fast. And this is something that Christy reminded, reminds me all the time that I came from much larger businesses um, that we didn't all know each other. Like even within the building, there were people that I wouldn't see on a regular basis. And my coworkers that we wouldn't see until like we had a staff party or whatever. Mm-hmm. That um, here everyone knows each other and it's, it's, good but can also could be a bad thing too yeah. so um i've she said she's made she made me realize like when you're talking to people realize that your daughter could be playing soccer with them next year and that like yeah. everyone knows each other and so it's a really good community and you want to make sure that people everyone knows that you're here to help and what well, i think the the one thing i love about the area because i grew up I grew up in the area and, and really never wanted to leave, partly because of family, like I knew mm-hmm. you know, with kids and stuff like that. But um, I think one of the, the cool things I like about it, it, it is small, but I think there's a there, I think there's something that I like about there's people that will shit on the idea that everybody knows everybody and everybody knows everybody's problems and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, well, I, it's 
kind of glass half full, half empty mindset. Like I'm always optimistic. So I'm like, I like the idea that if I go to a restaurant or a shop or a store, I'm going to probably bump into somebody. Yeah. Like we went to uh, dinner Friday night and you mentioned Coyer, like I, mm-hmm. Dave and Liz were there and I ended up seeing them the next day eating also like we both were eating. We we're kind of joking about it, but, <laughs> but it's nice when you go just kind of randomly yes. see them. And I, I think did, it's nice too. Yeah. And, and, but I think when you go to, you know, when you go to a business event, like the business expo or the dinner or, or the, the, um, After chamber, hours. no, what's the chamber awards dinner? I would just call it the dinner, the annual dinner, annual dinner. I didn't yeah. know if there's a formal name, I just yeah. called the dinner. So, um, or the St. Patrick's, I love you, it. the dinner, yeah, the dinner, yeah, that's good. <laughs> very, very, it's the only dinner. Um, but if you uh, you start running into people, it's it's nice, like you kind of know it's a good use of time because I'm gonna go for a couple mm-hmm. hours and I'm gonna see 100 people, and I find that it's like a big family reunion, especially after COVID. It was, yes, like, yes, and even after hours, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like at the one at Adams or uh, cross country mm-hmm. the other day, like I haven't been in a while just because of kids and stuff like that. Yeah. And Adam's a good friend of mine. So I'm like, I want to go see his new office. And again, I think I was there. I was like, I'm only going to stay for like a half hour. I was there like an hour and 45 minutes. So we basically closed the place, yeah. but you saw so many people. And I, I like that better than going to maybe something in a big city where there's 300 people, mm-hmm. but I know like five people yeah no it's so true and i chris and i have realized that too it was a huge adjustment for us as well because we did come from where we didn't really know anyone Mm -hmm. and we would go out we would never bump into anyone we knew um work our this is the first time that our works kind of like intertwine as well that we're at events together um so we never had that before and now i feel like every time i leave one of the chamber's events um whether it's business after hours or annual dinner whatever i feel so pumped and i feel so good i'm like i love the people here they're all so nice and every time i'm still meeting new people like so it's a small community but at the same time not because yeah i've gone to i've i think a year and a half now that i've been with the chamber and so and still i'm meeting new people each time so yeah it's cool well yeah and, and the after hours even if there's 100 people like i say no people i might know half tops like mm-hmm. there's still a lot that i have no i'm like yeah. I don't know that person it's like oh they work with your husband was one of them like yeah. all of a sudden like he had a Costello shirt on and then he introduced himself and, and i was like oh and i end up actually talking with him quite a bit while mm-hmm. we were kind of in our, our little uh, circle there. But um, yeah, same thing. Like just got introduced by somebody that I knew and then it's yeah. like, okay, great. So now if I see him again, I'll know who the heck he is. Right. You know? And I also feel like I have to reintroduce everyone mm-hmm. or re-meet everyone because we don't have the masks anymore. And yeah. I'm like, I don't recognize yeah, you. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, for you, when you, that's all you've known. It's yes. Like, it's like, it's like it's a, the first it's like, time I was seeing the bottom of the people's faces. It's probably like your daughter going to school and only seeing the, their yes. eyes and now they have no masks. Yes. And it's like, I remember the kids... Uh, so my son's four and he's in preschool. Same thing. Like for the longest time, like if they didn't have a mask on, they didn't really know the kid's mm-hmm. face until like they pulled the mask and they're like, wait, that's yeah. so-and-so? Yeah. Uh, it's so cute though. My daughter was so excited to be like, now Miss Williams will see my face. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's such a good age at, at uh, they're, they're so yeah. fun and just goofy and silly yes. and like having a good time. Um, yeah. So the, what's the, what's the thing with the, or what with the chamber have you liked working on the most so far? Hmm. Because now you're what, full, full two years in? It's going to be two years in August. Okay. Keep in mind, I was out for like four months for my maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, my favorite thing. Hmm. I really like... I. It's hard for me to choose. I actually, I don't think I can. But if I had to, I'd maybe say the golf event, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah. Even though I'm not a golfer, um, I liked... I like planning it. 
I don't know. I feel like... Does that take the most... What takes the most planning for you? Uh, They all take a lot of planning. They're all different, and they all take different planning. I think the annual dinner has different components to it from, like, thinking of what theme we're going to do, which we had switched up what theme it was fairly... Not last minute, but, like, prior to me leaving on maternity leave, we had one theme, and then we changed it. It was supposed to be a masquerade. I was just about to say that. Because Christy goes, the unmasquerade or something? And I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah, so we were like, flip the mask. (laughs) And then we were like, but what happens... If we get to it and we still are wearing masks, how awkward would that have been? With those, a like, mask. hockey masks, like those horror movies. <laughs> yeah, so we switched it at the last minute. Well, not last minute, but somewhat. Um, and so, yeah, the annual dinner. St. Pat's, I mean, how much fun. That was so much fun. It's the behind the scenes. It's gotten the, better. Like, well, the, yeah, the so event. I don't know the prior to. I only know the one that we had that was virtual with mm-hmm. Matt. Um, doing the like in the streets and yeah. your lip, beautiful lip syncing and everything mm, like that. Right, it was right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is the studio. <laughs> so I just know it as that. And then this past year, which was it, so much fun to do. I would say the, the best for, so um, I'll say three years ago, cause we mm-hmm. had three. So three years ago when they had before pandemic, then the virtual pandemic and then the hype, I'll say kind of hybrid one, the hybrid is the best yeah. one. Yeah. Because I think Those a lot mean of mean tweets. Huh? The mean <laughs> tweet was hilarious. And was Chris the one that edited Boyer? Yes. It looked exactly like Jimmy right? Fallon. Yeah, I was like, I this is like so even good. down to the brick. I'm He's like, so is... good, yeah. And uh, and knowing Chris very well, um, you know Jen's that's his wife. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. So he's great and he's uh very talented. But when you look at I like the idea of it being live because you want to see people. Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea that you turn and look at to watch a video and the yeah. video is not it's not boring. Right. Like I think it, it does add excitement and I think, uh, you know, using it as like a talk show, I think you just use the talk show skit forever. That's, that's the goal. That's the plan. It and then like great. switch up. Like, so ne- next year we probably won't do the mean tweets. We'll have something else. And or then the yoga, the yoga was hilarious. Too. Wasn't that funny too? Yeah. yeah I think we want to get him in a different type of experience. So I, I, stay tuned. I, I think, <laughs> I think the format was great. Cause a couple years ago, wasn't that it was, it wasn't bad. It just was, there wasn't as, much to it and it was more traditional it was mm-hmm. like singing it was a lot of really bad jokes like not like off color jokes right. i'm all yeah, for yeah. but i'm just saying yeah. like really groaner jokes mm-hmm. like okay like you can only say so many irish jokes that have the same like p- three punchlines. yes um so i think most of uh the switch up is better and because it's a local event i think poking fun at local people and kind of turning it into a roast a little yeah, bit it was so good like a roast of matt boyer would be hilarious <laughs> when people just come up and start Turn roasting it- Yes. Do you watch The Office? No, I need oh, to. I know. This, I know. Okay, I'm, so I'm just going to stop my next yeah. my next part. But Sorry. yes, I think if you do a roast of Matt Boyer, that'd yeah, be hilarious. It would be good. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I love the. Uh, I love all of the events that we do. Yeah. The now when you plan events, how? I'm assuming you're very like type A structured, organized kind yes. of person. Yes. Like, what's your method of staying organized? Um, I actually have one of the old like calendars on my wall that has like the whole year okay. that you can like the, like you can write on yep. with the black mark or whatever. <laughs> Make it sound like archaic. Like, you know, the ones you could write well, on. Well, like, I yeah. feel like people think it's funny now because so yeah. many people use their phones for everything, but I need that whole year because like I said, for October, I'm like, okay, so women in business is in October. Yeah. So 
I I want it to at least be advertised eight to 12 weeks in advance. Um, And then I want it to be like, so I would want it to be in the need to know for September Mm -hmm. and also for August, which means I need to be ready for it to go to print on July 15th, which means I need to work on my topics and my sponsors now. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. Wow. So. And that. And my budget and all that stuff. So are you working on about three to four or five events at a time? Yeah, right now. I more because of all the months of after hours. Yeah, right now I'm currently working on, uh, well, North Country Connections starting tonight, but yeah. still kind of working on that. Business Expo and Conference, which is in June. Yeah. Golf, which is in August. Uh, Women in Business, which is in October. Thinking about Taste of the North Country in November. And then oh, also wow, trying yeah. to think about if a theme already for January for annual dinner. In the meantime of working on membership and the rest of my stuff. I was going to say, so what, what's your, because business development specialist, yeah. I mean, is your main thing the events or that's a portion of the, the, the A portion of, of it, okay. yeah. So def, a big focus of mine is also membership. So, um, you know, I'll reach out to people who aren't necessarily members or when we get inquiries, I will help them. Um, I do follow-ups with our members. I reach out to them every once in a while because um, I want to make sure that they're taking advantage of their membership and, and utilizing all, all of the services that we offer and the education and training and webinars and seminars and networking opportunities and et cetera. So, so how do you, <laughs> I'm assuming you use some like type of CRM, like to have all the database or like, no. Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, no, I use a Rolodex. <laughs> Like Gary probably has a Rolodex, but you, yeah. No, yeah, we have like a database with all of our members that we have as like non-members, members, uh, prospects, things active. Or what? people that had a membership that might have canceled the membership. Yeah, exactly. And so sometimes I'll, I'll like do reports and reach out to those that might have changed owners or, mm-hmm. you know, things change. I'm assuming you have a pretty good uh, retention rate though for members. Yeah, yeah, like, I think. It doesn't seem like most people, once they're in, it doesn't seem like every once in a while you have someone get pissed about something and I'm like... I would have to say the drops of members that we get are typically either because the business closed mm-hmm. or they moved mm-hmm. or they retired. Um, so Just not in business anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every, and I always look every year in the, the little article, like new members, and I'll go down mm-hmm. through and be like, oh, that's great. Sometimes I'll yeah. know a few other people. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're like part of the member. And I, I say to a lot of, my first thing, if someone's in the area... I, if they're starting a new business, I'm like, you have to be part of the chamber. And if they're new, whoever, um, it's like, you sh- even if you don't own your own business, I'm like, you have to go to after hours. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a member or not, just go to like pay to go yeah. to after hours or because individuals can go if their company, like they pay, but like you can, they can still go or no. So it's for members only. Um, so okay. if the business is a member, the individual employee can go. Gotcha. Um, so, but we do let, like, if someone's looking to becoming a member, we of course welcome them to, to could, check it out. Before could an they individual become. become a member if their company's not a member or is it the same fee? No, the, uh, it would have to be a business okay. who, or someone who owns a business. So okay. it wouldn't just be like an individual. Cause I didn't know if I was like, I'm here and I'm like, well, our company's not a part of it, but I want to go. Can I pay a fee to go? So it'd be more of like. The fee would just be like, well, you can cover the fee for your cheap boss that doesn't want right. to do it. So, um, <laughs> or let me talk to your boss and tell them why they should be a member. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I just think like the chain. And the thing is, I probably know realistically a very small portion of what you guys actually do, mm-hmm. and so I think that's the same thing. Like, I'm pr- most likely not even taking advantage of all the advantages I could. Mm-hmm. I just know like what I've taken advantage of now. I'm like, it's no brainer. Like, right. You know, well, I think that's part of when I before I 
call a business or reach out to them, I look at what they are, what they do, and figure out what the actual benefits would be for them to be a member because it's not the same for everyone. Correct. So I do try and do a little bit of research before I contact them um, to make sure that it makes sense for them to be a you member. Got a good sales pitch. Yeah, for I I try. I'm definitely not a salesperson. Like selling is not is something that is uncomfortable to me. Yeah. But if I am confident about what I'm talking about, then I I feel like I can do it. <laughs> yeah. I I'm I think I'm like when you when you're saying like hey the benefits are so good that like if you say no you're crazy. I think it's more of you're, you're like a hype person more than a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Um and that's kind of like even my my I, I suck at sales. Like I'm in sales but I'm bad at like this. I'm not a hard sell person. I'm more of like I'm going to learn as much as I can about what I need to know mm-hmm. and then I know you need to figure that out so I'm kind of learning it and I know that that's valuable to you cuz you don't know it as like a service provider. Yeah. And then I just hopefully you think I have enough intelligence to help you or value, but like I don't. That's the thing. I'm a very passive salesperson, mm-hmm. and, and uh, like fun. I'm a very bad fundraiser. Because <laughs> the same thing. Even though if I think it's great, I'm still yeah. like, I don't like asking people for money because I just think I'm like. But some people are really good at that. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people in nonprofit worlds or uh, even just fundraising worlds, and they're really yeah. good at asking. And I know it's just asking. You're saying the right. benefits. Yeah. And a lot of it's like a it's it's like this weird stigma in my head of like ugh, you don't want like, to be that cheesy salesperson yeah i hate it and i yeah. think maybe because i'm maybe i'm a little jaded because it's people in our industry can be like that mm-hmm. and people are like like used car salesmen are bad but right. then some people are like they shit on real estate and i'm like trust me there's some bad agents but there's mm-hmm. a lot of really good agents and the good ones are the ones that aren't like hard selling you like they mm-hmm. just yeah give i feel the benefits like and help you out exactly i just want to be there to answer your questions provide the resources if i don't have the answer someone in the office will or will know someone who would um or you join the chamber and get connected with a bunch of people that exactly can help you out. yes, yes. <laughs> yay chamber that's, that's, that's what i always look at i'm like I now know like an extra person that, yes. like, or like I now have a connection at the chamber. So then it, yeah. it's like, Hey, you should join the chamber. Instead of saying, just call the chamber. Like, listen, I'm going to have Adriana reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Cause then it just, it, it's easier for you. It's easier for them. And it's something that I can, again, help somebody like make a connection and a North country connection. And then, uh, <laughs> but it, it's to me, it's, it's just even those little, like when I go to after hours, I'm not going to sell anybody anything. Like I, I'm literally going to meet people. But I and, feel like that's huge. Like to to get to know someone and just be there as a person, not necessarily for what they do, is a big deal. I feel like the relationships that you make are more important. And then that's what makes someone feel comfortable of saying like, oh, yeah, I think I know so-and-so at such-and-such a place. You can validate for them, too. Because I think yeah. a lot of it's... in. Our business, like, like what Christy said, like you could, your daughter could be playing soccer with mm-hmm. him. It's like, yeah. So, one is the heart. The good thing about it is you know everybody. The bad thing about it is if you ever have any, um, you know, friction with a person or something, it's it's awkward. But you try to alleviate that. So I mm-hmm. always, my mindset's always long term. So even if somebody does something that I'm like, I'm not a big fan of, it's like let's not blow it up. It's just I doubt they're trying to be act yeah. in a bad way or whatever. And right. More usually it's lack of communication between the two parties. So mm-hmm. I'm like, not a big deal, you know. Still be friendly, still be nice, like, because because again, things happen and they might be like, hey, two years later, like, I really messed up back then, but thank you for not being like a douchebag yes. back to me. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's totally fine. Like, we'll be, <laughs> it's all good. Like, so I think I, I'm 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 a person in the community. I think, uh, you know, I think that it's the I've said before, like a rising tide raises all ships. I just look at like if everybody just tries to 
make the play, make our area better, mm-hmm. you're increasing the pie of benefits for everybody. So instead of like trying to say, I'm going to take from you, it's like, no, no let's work together. Even right. We might be in the same industry. Like, mm-hmm. let's make our industry better and get even competition. Like, force me to get better and I'm going to force you to get better instead of like being mad that someone's doing better than me. It's like, okay, how can I use that and be, get that level or above? Absolutely. Because that, that raises the skill level of the area. Mm-hmm. Use and, it as a drive to get improve yeah. yourself yeah and i think i think if everybody does that because i'm not a pro like i love obviously my company and everything else but like at the end of the day like i'm so pro more north country than anything it's like how can we be a catalyst with others to like increase the area and not i'm trying to take from them or take from them like i've always been mindset of what did i do and how can i like galen be better mm-hmm. or how can kavanaugh be better i'm not looking at this industry or company or whatever person say I'm trying to be better than them because like that's not a good metric for me because I can't control yeah. them like yeah. I doubt you guys are you might look at other chambers as which I doubt I think more chambers are looking at you guys but you could be looking <laughs> at other chambers saying I like the way they do it but we're not them but I think that's something we could implement or strive to be yeah and that might fuel you or at least give you see what's possible mm-hmm. maybe in a bigger area but from what I've heard I believe our chambers like carries its Punches above its weight, Gary Douglas quote, yeah. um, compared to a lot of chambers. I think, I yeah, I, I think that would be a correct statement. I, I, well, I hear that from other people that come in. And they're like, your chamber's just different. And I'm like, I, and it is. It's the people. It's the area. And I think the yeah. the close-knit community is great. And I, again, not, um, but like bigger cities, they mm-hmm. don't have that connective. Because you might have connectivity, but it might be in a neighborhood or it might be in a sub, like a you know, the south side of the city. Not, and, you know, there's not a lot of overlap. Right. Where here, there's overlap all over the place. Yeah. And really, it's like everybody at the cross here is the city of Plattsburgh mm-hmm. and everything else. So, um, I think it speaks a lot to our members, too, and just the people in this community, too, because we can, the chamber, yes, of course, I'm going to speak highly of it, but at the end of the day, it's also our members, the people here, that are what make it such a great, like, you want to go to business after hours because you, you want to meet who's there and see who's there because the people here are, great like it's a really nice community in this area I, I yeah chris and i are super happy to be living here and meeting the people the business people and just we've made friends already it's just i don't know it's cool what, what's your what's your favorite thing about montreal oh the food walking everywhere public transportation is much easier mm-hmm. yeah I, I yeah it's just i think the food i love eating what, what, no, it's, <laughs> what's your where's your like, where's the best restaurants in Montreal? Oh, there's so many. And honestly, I haven't been downtown Montreal in a long time now mm-hmm. because when we go, I, we typically just go to visit my family and my grandparents and my friends. Um, so we haven't been downtown Montreal in a while. But, I mean, there's so many good restaurants there. And they change constantly and just, yeah. So like, I couldn't even... I think the place that Chris and I stop at oh, every time we drive home because it's near the border is not even, like... A, Fancy restaurants, the Belle Provence, which is like a hot dog. Okay. But it's the best. Where's that at? Um, there's many downtown. Um, the one We take the Mercier Bridge to yep. come here. So on your way, there's a little rest stop that has a Tim Hortons, and you can get gas, and the Belle Provence is there. And yeah, the hot dogs are Tim, so good. Timmy Ho-Ho's, man. I, love, <laughs> I know. Everybody loves to. I mean, we have one, which is cool. It's not the same. I, I, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like when you go down and get like bagels from Long Island, like you sit in the yes. water. I'm like, it's just... Yeah. Oh, the different. Montreal bagels are so good, too. My dad came down to visit not long ago, and he brought bagels with him. Well, so. they have uh, was it smoked meat sandwiches are big up there. Yep. Those are good, too. Yep. Um, much, yeah. The, I. There's just more, like, you can... 
pick up like, like I don't I, know, anything at any time. Chris and I went for dinner. I think it was for my birthday in November, and we left the house at like seven o'clock. And we were like, okay, where do, where should we go eat? And then everything was closing at like eight o'clock. Here. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Did you stop at McDonald's? <laughs> I think we ended up going. I can't remember where we ended up going. I think we probably did get McDonald's because like, we, we've made that mistake before too. Because yeah. I'm just like we, we we plan like a nice night out. We have someone watching the kids. We're like yes, let's go. And then mm-hmm. booked, booked, and like we never made reservations. Yes. It closed. They don't have staff. Yeah, and I'm exactly. Like, oh my god. So I'm like, yeah. What do you want? Like Chipotle, Panera, mm-hmm. McDonald's. So yeah, but. Sorry, you get out for a little bit. Yeah, like, exactly. When you have kids, no, like, getting out in the car, like, just with yes. your spouse, it's like, you feel like you're yeah. you're breaking the law a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, <laughs> it's so quiet. Like, it's one of the kids. Do we forget a kid? Um, yeah, that's what we're, we're excited with the border being open now to be like, okay, we're going to go out for dinner and we'll head up there. Not that there's not nice restaurants here, but it's just, we're it's, looking yeah. forward to going there again. Yeah. But I, so I've been to a few, like, world cities and I always, I still to this day, like I love New York City, but New York City mm-hmm. is very congested. Where I don't find Montreal as congested. It's a little more like right. free flowing. And mm-hmm. the thing that New York or um, that I like about Montreal is Montreal reminds me of Europe, and mm-hmm. it reminds me yeah, of the kind old of a port is so nice. Yeah, and it has like a quieter feel to it. Where if mm-hmm. I go to New York City, it just it's just very loud, touristy. And yes. Montreal has tourists, but not to the it's level. It's not the same. No, definitely New York City. I had to, with the Bar Association, I had to travel to New York City a lot. Um, yeah. And I love taking the train there. But then once I was there, I was like, ugh, just, there's so many people. And just a lot, from the tourists to the people who live there, it's just a lot. Yeah. So Montreal might be my favorite city. Like even, I mean, like growing mm-hmm. up there, but I just I like the vibe of it. I just it, it's a good blend of things and the people. For the overall, I find the people in Montreal nice. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people, at least down here, think they're not as nice. But I'm like I don't. There's I, every time I go up, people are nice and and, yeah. I, don't, and I find that the um, years ago, like well, if you don't speak French, I'm like they all speak English, and if they don't, then they're I've never met someone that right. speaks French that is not trying to. Like both sides, like mm-hmm. I don't understand you, you don't understand me, but let's try to like figure make this out. A, I think if you make a little bit of an effort, I think mm-hmm. it's like if you go anywhere. If I if I'm going to Germany, I mean they speak very well English there. So, but at the same time, like I would tr- attempt to make an effort to have yeah. learned a little bit yeah. of the language. I mean, there's Google Translate on your phone now, so you're yes. like, uh, like I know I know how to spell like in Germany. Like I know what beer looks like in the <laughs> menu. So, but even like going to a menu, like I took French for a while, so like I know different types of food like yeah. you know you know what like poulet you know chicken mm-hmm. you know, beef like and some of it's very it's not spelled the same but it's like i don't even know how you spell beef in french but like it's b-o-e-u-f but it's close enough for like that's yes. probably beef, exactly you yeah know? so you can uh, yeah i think it goes as long as you make an effort funny story about languages just because when i traveled for work i had to go to sao paulo brazil which was okay. amazing which is portuguese yes okay um my friend and i we were very concerned about our safety going there, having yeah. not been there before. Like we got a, um, the car that brought us from the airport to the hotel had uh, bulletproof glass. And like we got to the hotel and didn't really want to leave the hotel. Um, we spent all this time, someone has, uh, by the way, it was beautiful and we felt very safe, but we were very concerned yeah. prior to going there. So we spent all this time learning, which I cannot remember how to say, but we please don't take my kidneys because <laughs> we were worried that we would be like kidnapped. Why kidneys? 
I don't know. Someone had told us like a horror <laughs> story that like they kidnap you for your organs or whatever. It's absolutely ridiculous because it was not at all. Maybe this is the part that I'm like, just edit one. this part. Just, just take one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so then we get to this like beautiful location for the dinner that they had like black swans outside, like absolutely outstanding. Is Sao Paulo, is that where the Christ of the Redeemer is or is that? I, no, that's in Rio. That's Rio. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we get there to this beautiful location and we walk up to the bathrooms and we don't know the letters for man and woman. <laughs> so I didn't know which where I'm like, we probably should have spent more time learning practical things. And then this stupid sentence that was not required whatsoever. <laughs> like swing open the door. Oh, wrong yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what we I did. We waited a... a little bit to see if anyone would come out and it's like, Oh, let's just go for it. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to commit. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I have gone in women's bathrooms too. When like the, it's like you know, they go to like a store and there's two bathrooms yeah. and the men's is, and I'm like, listen, it's a one stall thing. Like, I'm right. just going in. I don't yeah, care. Like, what are they going to yell at me? But like, right. I've been in there for ten minutes. I don't know. But so you go in. It's just be, you, like I'll keep you clean. I'll you know put yep. the toilet seat down. I'll do the things I got to do. But um, yeah. So the um, do is French the only language you know? Besides English, obviously. Yes, I tried. So my um, mom's parents are originally from Germany, and my dad's parents are originally from Holland, and they both okay. moved to Canada. Um, it's Dutch, right? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know any Dutch. I had tried to learn German. I went to school like every Saturday when I was younger, and then I tried again when I was seventeen because I in the hospitality I was like I feel like I should learn more languages. Hmm. It's very hard. I I can like say the bare minimum of like where are the bathrooms and can I have a beer? Like I, I well I was uh, I was researching what's the easiest language to learn for someone that speaks English, and what was the hardest? The hardest mm-hmm. was Ch- Chinese. It was Mandarin. Oh yeah. And uh, the actually I found out today how to say one two three four in Chinese. I already forgot how to say it, but oh, I learned it. I was gonna say uh, let's hear it. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> like 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 even my French like un deux trois cat. Yes. Like that's not bad. One did trois quatre cinq six set huit neuf dix. That one through ten. Yes. Ah, good shout job. Out to my French, my French teacher. So that's about as much as I have. So um, <laughs> the uh, but um, the language that's the easiest to learn, I believe, is Norwegian. Really? Yeah, because I don't a know lot any. Of, well, Norwegian. a lot of the wording is in a lot of the um, what is it like verbs and. I don't know. All the this grammar? Grammar, yeah. That's better. Grammar. <laughs> this is everything. Um, that's, I actually said the same thing the other day. I was like critiquing something. And I'm like, you got to use the proper spelling. But I'm like, it's not spelling. They're like, grammar? I'm like, yes. But I don't know why I can't think of grammar. But it was like there, there. Like yes. Um, but Norwegian and Scandinavia, like Swedish and things like that, they had hmm. more translation to English than like German, Italian, you know, I think Spanish and, and French, a lot of those are kind of similar. Hmm. So interesting. Maybe, yeah. Um, did you see the movie Coda yet? No, the sign language movie. Yes, it is so good. Is there okay? Is there talking in it? Yes. Okay. So it's about. I strongly recommend. It's on Apple TV. It won the Best Picture. Yeah, really, really good. So the it's a daughter of um, parents who are deaf and a, and the son. So she's the only one who can speak between her brother and her parents, they all sign language to each other, but she can actually has a beautiful voice and can sing. So it's like sad that her family can't hear her beautiful voice, but she's also then their interpreter. So I was talking about this with my family that you would think, wouldn't it be smart if we all knew sign language? Like yeah. as like the world wild world 
wide universal universal thank you language but then apparently even sign language is different depending on where you are really yes which i think is weird you would think that like it would be the same hand movement hand gesture for whatever word i don't know it now but i actually learned the alphabet in sign language when i was a kid Hmm. I don't know. I was a weird kid. I like. I learned just weird stuff. Um, I thought it was interesting. So like, I want to learn. Like, mm-hmm. I know like A, B, C, D. Then it gets a little fuzzy. Hmm. But um, and it, like Z is just Z. Did I, you learn for your when your kids like more? No. So that's milk. the thing. Like, no. So like that was a like I've seen people say that like the kids put their hands together. Yeah. Some preschools teach that. Like yeah. our kids. Our kindergarten did that. Did they? okay. Yes. Or, yeah. N- not kindergarten. I'm sorry. Daycare. The daycare did it because it was when she was she was like one years old. Yeah. And, and trying so, to teach my seven month old now. We had well, we had a friend that they they would do this. Yeah. And I'm like, what is he doing? Like, oh, that means more. And I like, okay, which makes sense because mm-hmm. he can't speak yet. Like my youngest can't speak right now, which would be great if he can do it. Instead, he How just goes. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> He's like 13, 14. No, uh. he's eight months. He's a little over a year. Yes. Yeah. 15-ish month, okay. 16. So almost um, a year and a half. He's almost talking. Like he's slowly, he's starting to kind of say different levels of wording. So mm-hmm. you're like, that's ah, getting there. But he's very just, he's a grunter. So, um, <laughs> so is my seven month like, old. Uh, uh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he was freaking out the other day. I gave him eggs. And it, I like took the egg and gave it to him. And he's sitting there. And he, it's almost like, a, you know when you put like a North North magnet? Yeah. And kind of like, they, yeah. so I was like going towards his face and he kept moving around. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? And he, <laughs> so finally I'm looking and I'm like, I'm like, Gene, my, so my wife, Gene, I was like, Gene, what, what is he doing? He's like, I don't know. So then I look down and I put it in ketchup and I get back to him. He goes, oh, the ketchup wins it all the time. So I'm like that, that whole thing. And one time there was a whole fiasco because we gave him a water bottle with a drink in it that had like the little cartoon character on mm-hmm. top. He didn't want that cartoon character. He wanted Woody from yeah. Toy Story. And he freaked out. I'm like, what are you freaking out? And finally I gave him Woody. No tears. Fine. Walked yeah. right off. Like, it's the same drink. They like, really are. They're like, my kids are my bosses. Like, I, whatever. Yes, yes. Yeah, I know. Sure. What they, else just run, they run the world. And yeah. I'm like, so. They run my life. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's wild. But so Coda. Yes. So, yes. So I strongly recommend that movie. It's really good. Um, are the, because the guy that won Best Supporting Actor Mm-hmm. Was he? I mean, he can't he can't speak. He's deaf, so he was no, up there uh, signing. So, yeah. So the actors are actually they are deaf. Yes, they actually are deaf. Yeah. Was the dire- director deaf or no? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. But I just remember we won, and everybody was like, "I think when you put yes. your hands, it means you're clapping. Yeah, put your hands in the air." So yeah, um, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of funny when he was. I, I think the guy who won, his wife was deaf, but their son is not. Okay. So their son could hear. I. Because I think he was saying that, like, in a speech. Cause, and mm-hmm. it was funny because he's, like, even the way they talk, like, the, when they're going, they, yes. they, they put emotion into their hands. So then you know he's, like, like there's a connotation to even mm-hmm. sign language. You're like, okay, he's, like, making a point or excited right. or sad. and uh, It's amazing that how they can do it so quickly, too. I mean, you think of yeah. how, how many gestures you can make with hands and how many are very subtle because, mm-hmm. like, this might be different than this. Right. And it's, like... Like people can't see what I'm doing. I'm just making random movies. Well, yeah, hands, and, but... and there's a part in the movie too that the guy said he's trying to say like "nice to meet you," and it does. It's not what he ends up saying, and the father says, "Oh yeah, it's nice to screw you too." <laughs> but, oh, like, he meant to say "nice to meet you," but he did the sign language wrong. Yeah, that's I. Yeah, sign, sign language is it, and when you you saw it more during um, the pandemic too, because anytime there was like. Like the governor would yes, spoke, exactly. there would always be someone doing signing. Yeah. And I, when I grew up as a kid, one of um, my classmates, 
he wasn't deaf, but he had like hearing, you know, a little bit hearing of hearing impaired, loss, yeah. hearing impaired. Yeah. So he, there was from the like early, early, early on, like I remember like first, second grade, she mm-hmm. went all the way through high school with us and she was his interpreter for, wow. for years. So literally she took every year of school with mm-hmm. him and just kind of traveled up through, um, each year he went up, she went through. So we got to know her too. Um, but you would just watch her sign and she yeah. was, you know, it's and, cool. It's impressive. Yeah, it is. And it, I mean, I don't understand it, but yes, there's a few things I mm-hmm. do, but that is, I've never heard that before as being the universal language, but it's so true. I feel like, like it makes sense. It yeah. all pain, like, I mean, well, hands, we all have enough to, right. you know, most people have limbs to do it. So right. <laughs> is it just with the hands or is there other, no, I think it's just with like, the you hands. don't, no, there's nothing with your feet, right? It's no. all hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like so stopping it out. all I know is English and French. Okay. I would love to know German and Spanish, Italian, but you know, bucket list. When I went to Italy, I learned a few words like excuse me, excuse, excuse, which excuse. means excuse, excuse me, excuse, excuse. Yeah, like you said it kind of like, oh, like, yeah, like excuse moi, like excuse yeah. moi would mm-hmm. be French, but um, yeah, so there were some things you picked up because you're just learning, like chow yeah, or you exactly, know, like chow doesn't look like chow at all, but um, <laughs> no, it's 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 always fun, but um, so when you from Canada to coming down here, what's mm-hmm. the biggest transition from the two? Because they're close, but there's de- definitely differences. Yeah. Um, or do you find it was very simple? I think going to Canada to me would be like, I think maybe it's in my mind. I think it would be hard to adjust to certain things, but maybe not. I think because I moved when I was 23, um, and then I didn't. it didn't feel like a huge adjustment to me. The adjustment was more that, I went from living with my parents to having my family nearby, um, being with my friends, working downtown, to then moving here. I couldn't work. I had to get my visa first before I could work. So yeah. it was like three months. Chris was working construction at the time. So he was working from like 4.30 in the morning till 7 o'clock at night. So I was by myself. So we immediately had gotten a dog because I was like, didn't have anything to do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. So, um, yeah, I don't, there wasn't, I didn't have much of an adjustment other than, I mean, it was, a, I think the entire thing was an adjustment. I went to now being married, living with Chris for the yeah. first time, finding a new job. You know, we were looking for a new apartment, things like that. So it was just kind what, of thrown in. Like the visa that, mm-hmm. so a visa is you, I think I know this, but I might be wrong. A visa is you're not a citizen, but you can work in the country. Right. So there's different steps. So when I when we got married, I had to I applied as like a fiance visa, okay. and then um, then I had to get a working visa, and then that was then you had uh, then I would apply to become a permanent resident. Okay. So like the first two years that you're under one title, and then after the two years, I became a permanent resident. So now I still have my permanent residency, which it's been 10 years now and it, this is going to be the first time in June now I ha- it's, it expires in December of this year. So now six months prior to it expiring, you have to apply for it. So this is going to be my first time applying, reapplying for my oh, green card. Yeah. So, yeah. so which now- I assume is, I think I've, I started the process a little bit. Like it's a form that you fill out and you have to give background information. So like permanent residence mm-hmm. gets you your green card. It's the same thing. A green card is a permanent residency card. It's the but card it's is actually green. Correct. The visa, okay. there's different kinds of visas that you can get. So you initially start with a visa, like a working visa or a fiance visa. I think there's student visas. I could be wrong. But, uh, and then you can, from there, they all have a certain length of time okay. um, to then, then you have to then become either a U.S. citizen or a permanent resident. Is there a time limit? Because I had a, my 
cousin, or not my cousin, well, my cousin's actually wife too. My cousin's wife and one of my best friend's wife's both of their, or both of their wives are from Sao Paulo mm-hmm. and from Brazil. And mm-hmm. they, uh, I believe they had to go back and forth. Like they could only stay they, here for so yes, long and they had to yeah. go back. So what, mm-hmm. what is that? Is that I visa? Think it's, uh, yeah, probably. And they're usually good for like six months, but it changes. Yeah. So for example, if someone from, uh, Montreal or Canada wants to come down here and stay here they can only stay for like six months you then have to go back and that might have changed recently okay. but I feel at the time it always seems silly to me I'm like you're working here but then it was like like what do you do just cross the border like for hit, a little bit the, yeah like hit the timer and then come back in mm-hmm. so I just gotta like punch it's the clock. same in Europe too like I had a friend she went to go live in Italy for a while and she went on a visa and then she had to like travel around to then come back to Italy because there's a certain time frame that you're only allowed to be there that's for. So wild. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. When, I mean, again, I've only lived in America. So like, that's why you hear these terms. I'm like, how does that actually work? Like there's a yeah. green card, there's a visa, then there's permanent residence. Um, when can you do citizenship or do you want? So I could, I could, I could have done that 10 years ago when I moved oh, here. Oh, you could. Okay. Yep. Um, I've just chosen to keep my Canadian citizenship and get a, have a permanent residence. So there's card. no time. I thought there was like a time limit of, that you had to be in the States to apply for. There might be. Um, okay. I, I don't yeah. know. That's Yeah, I don't know either because I've just never explored that path. And I it's funny because I literally said to Chris the other night, I'm like, maybe we do need to to look into for me to becoming a U.S. citizen. You know, we've got our two kids here. Does it make more sense? Does it make things easier? Because I'm thinking like down the line when I'm 80 years old and have to reapply like every 10 years for this green card, am I going to remember to do that when I'm 80 years old? Yeah. So, yeah. Are... <laughs> at that point like am I just grandfathered in like, well that's what, he, that's what we years, have like, to look into because he said the same thing he's like maybe after a certain amount of time you're just grandfathered in <laughs> do, do, what um, are, are your kids dual citizens um, so they're currently US only mm-hmm. but we want to get them dual so they, I just have to fill out a form and then they would automatically become one of dual. Uh, well, the, the couple that we went out to dinner it's all these I, forms that I'm just like I don't want to fill out forms <laughs> the, uh, the couple that we, we went out to dinner with last week he's from Canada She's from the U.S. They have two kids. Um, they're applying for their dual citizenship. And I asked him, I said, have you um, applied for... you?" And I can't... I, th- I don't think he's a U.S. citizen yet. I think he's still considered Canadian. But he said, in order to go to the United States, you have to basically denounce your citizenship. Yes, which is and, why I haven't... And some people don't want to do that. Yeah. And then I go... And I said, oh, that, I mean, that's kind of a bummer because mm-hmm. you think like, I don't want to say I'm not American. Like, if I went to some other country, I'd be like, I want to also be Italian, but right. I don't want to say I'm not American because mm-hmm. I'm still American. So. And that's what stopped me is that like, I don't want to lose my Canadian yeah, you love citizenship. Canada. Yeah. And I, and my family's still all there. So like, um, when the border closed because of the pandemic at the beginning, I think it was in July, they finally then allowed Canadian, like I was finally then allowed to go in because I was a Canadian gotcha. that was fully vaccinated. So that allowed mm-hmm. me to go in. Um, Just you though. Correct. I couldn't okay. bring my daughter. Yeah. Chris couldn't come with me. My kid. Yeah. Um, but what he said is that you can denounce your citizenship or you have to, mm-hmm. but he goes, it's not like they call Canada and be like, Hey, this right. guy just denounced his citizenship. Right. Like losers. He's now yeah. ours. It's like, no, so you really would have two citizenships. Yes. It's just more formality, but then it's also that perception of like, I just don't want to ever have to formally announce that mm-hmm. I'm denouncing it, which yes. I think it's just like a, like you said, it's 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 like a, it's a wall for people that I'm like, yeah, yeah do I really need the U.S. citizenship? Right. Like, can I still get, like, as long as it's not affecting your 
way of living or benefits or weird yeah. things. And it's like, who cares? So, exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel. You just be like, I've been here a long time. So when you, eventually you'll get to the point where like, I've been in the U.S. longer than you've been. You're a citizen. Right. You're born here, but I've still been here longer. Exactly. So, you so I'm your, fine. You put your Canadian flag right with you. <laughs> yeah. So do you fly a Canadian flag at your house? No, I'm not a big uh, flag person. And so that's the joke. Chris wants to put an American flag on, on our house. Um, and he's like, we can put a Canadian one too. And like, when your parents come and visit, we'll just switch them out. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Just get two flagpoles, like, like yes, the big exactly. ones at the mall, like the massive <laughs> ones at like, a football field. Um, or or was it Hannaford, I think, has two really yes, big ones too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, in um, the mall. I, yeah. Do, do Canadians fly the flag? Not as much as the U.S., right? No, I think the U.S. are much more proud of their fl- not that canadians aren't I, maybe it's just I the neighborhood that i was in too being in quebec it's also a huge thing right there's quebec and then yeah. canada so like quebec for the longest time and i think there's still now wants to separate from canada right so i think you probably would see more quebec flags than you do canadian in in where well, i'm from i think it's just the the culture of flying a flag like mm-hmm. if you have like memorial day coming up so you fly a flag like i actually right. i i have to put my flag up this week like i haven't done it just because it actually got it didn't fall off i because you're oh, not supposed no. to let the, no because you're not supposed to let the flag touch the ground right like, and don't just, you have to bring it in like when it rains and things like that well the, yeah the custom if you're doing it correctly is you're supposed to have a light if it's at night you're supposed to have a light shining on it it's not supposed to be flown at night in the dark okay um i think if it's weather you're not supposed to mm-hmm I look at it, I'm like, my flag's out there. I probably don't do the, the correct... Uh, I just know, like, my... F- I, I really try not to let the flag touch the ground. So what I yeah. found was funny was my flag, like, got pulled off in one of the windstorms last oh, yeah. year. And what happened was the whole oh, no. thing flew off. The flag got caught in my lamp post, oh, and it was hanging up. And I was like... You could have saw a bald eagle fly right through. I was like, American. I was like, yes, flag in a fall. America. I pulled, America. Yeah, I pulled it down. It was getting bad. I'm like, I probably should pull it in for the winter. So I actually made a note to put it back up. But it has not fallen. Like the time it would have fallen, I could have walked yeah. out and been flying on my ground and been like, because you're supposed to burn it at that point. Oh, really? Like, it's I, that I, extreme? Like if yeah. it touches the ground, you have to Most burn it? Most people. I mean, I would probably just dust it off put it back up right. but you're you're it seems a shame to like burn if you, a yeah if you actually look flag. at like the the rules of an american flag you're supposed to put it up in the morning pull it down at night unless you have a light on it mm-hmm. and you're supposed to certain times you're supposed to have it at half mass it's like right and then there's yeah. times i think i don't know if there's times you're not supposed to fly it but i also know um yeah i don't I just know there's some rules about the American flag, but I think if it hits the ground, you're supposed to burn it. Not as, hmm. as a disrespect, but more of like, I'm assuming it's kind of like, it's almost like, you know, throwing like holy water or like, mm-hmm. you know, blowing or blowing, burning incense. Like just kind of right. like that idea of like a getting cleansing, a cleansing, good word for okay. it. I was like, I don't know what you would call it, but if it hits the ground, like that's yes. just the extreme huh. that you take. I didn't know that. I, I think someone fact checked me, but I think, yeah. that's, I think that's what it is. Um, either case, it was held up. I, like I said, bald eagle flew, you know, I think the fireworks went off. Someone would put apple pie out. I was like, it was just an American day. It was American day at my household. Yeah, apple pie. And nobody knowed but me. I just took it off and I walked in and it's just like taps were playing in the background. So it was a very symbolic day. Uh, so what? what is, now, well, I guess the, the Canadian, the Canadian flag, I don't know if there's a more iconic flag in the world though, because if you look at most flags, 
it's got a maple leaf. Like most mm-hmm. flags are lines. Like we have stars, true, which are yeah. very symbolic. But like mm-hmm. someone having something as generic as a maple leaf on mm-hmm. their flag, I think is always. I always like the Canadian. Flag. It is a nice flag. Yeah, it's a cool flag. And then mm-hmm. I, I went up to enough. Uh, were you a Montreal Expos fan? Or not a no, big sports fan? No. Okay. I know I should even like hockey, but no. You're just not a sports person. I'm not a sports person. Okay. Definitely not to watch on TV. I would go to a game, then I get more into it when it's like live. So you've been to a Habs game or been to yeah, Expos and, or, back yeah, in the day? Yeah. Okay. So, but it's been, yeah. Well, the Expos are no longer around. They're right, my favorite right. sports team. But the reason I'm saying is I, I have a bat here signed by Vlad Guerrero, who's my favorite baseball player of all time, Ooh. who played with the Expos. So like, I'm, I'm a big Expos guy. But... They would go up and you'd have the Canadian national anthem, mm-hmm. and the U.S. national anthem, and it was like that's why it was just yeah. yeah. I think like even the old Canada, I'm like I, I like that mm-hmm. anthem's cool because <laughs> it's a mixture too. It's it is yeah. Now do you understand the national anthem with the French? Uh, yes, but don't ask me to sing it. Okay, because I, was like, that's I don't a hard remember one the words, how, which is horrible. I wonder how many national anthems in the world are spoken in multiple languages, like in oh, the yeah. song. Like that'd be yeah, that would be a good thing to research. Hmm, I don't know. Not something that I would research, to be honest. I, I if I had my computer, I would research. I yeah. like I think of like weird things. But mm-hmm. How does that work? How does this? Why does that function like that? And then I'm like, that is really cool. But uh, what's your favorite thing about Canada? Hmm. Well. I should have that right on the top of my head, shouldn't I? Like, what is my favorite? Like, what would be, you what would be your favorite? What's your favorite thing about the U.S.? Um, if I had to pick, I, I think the I the one thing I do like about the U.S. is I still, every country's got problems and issues. I still think it's the best mm-hmm. country in the world. Like, I think I'm like, mm-hmm. I think the patriotic. That's very American. I think yeah. the patriotic thing is. Yes. And I don't think it's patriotic in the sense of like cocky. I think it's more of like, I really love or feel confident or, and I, like of the country and I think it's the way the country was founded was it was very much a rogue kind of thing like mm-hmm. we're overthrowing a king we're doing our own thing like I think the I think the way the country was founded and the I want to say like the the merit or the uh, I'm saying like business like the core values but like what you would what they founded the country on was like life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Like it was just mm-hmm. a very, very much like you can make it. Like we're going to let you do your own thing. Like we're going to, and I think that's the, like other countries don't have as many rights as we do. And I think the fact that even people that live here, I don't really think appreciate how much we, like you look like, again, like look over in Ukraine right now and look at mm-hmm. like Russia and like the fact that they can just like basically one person could just be like, yeah, we're right. I'm like, like this is like Germany mm-hmm. back in the forties. Like you, you know, and it's it's crazy that something can happen with like dictators or people. Yeah. You know, you can't go here at this time. You can't do this. Things are locked down. It's like right. U.S. is much more open, and I think I like the idea that it is a melting pot too. Mm-hmm. I would say that about Canada too. That it's definitely Canada's a, a melting pot. Yes, yeah, very much home. the different cultures, and you can yeah. see that from not only the people but the restaurants, the, like what's in the schools and stuff like that. Um, and I, I. I definitely like that. There's definitely things that like I feel having been in the US I missed out on it. Like for example, maternity leave and daycare in Can- like in Quebec I could have had 18 it's, months. I was going to say it's way more. Yes, versus here we're still very limited with our maternity time. What? Daycare is $7 a day for daycare versus here it can be like $280 a week. Like oh, it's yeah. definitely there's things that it's a mortgage um, payment. Oh, uh, and then like the whole healthcare system, which they're good and bad, bad things. Um, with 
both. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not educated enough on either of them, so that's why I'm like, when it, <laughs> like you don't want me talking about healthcare stuff. My wife used to do medical billing, and she does all anything with healthcare. I'm not, yeah, I I'm so not good at that stuff. But uh, yeah, I think I think the idea of the cultures, I think the because Canada's similar to the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a lot of the same values and the same, um, you know founded roughly around the same time and right. part of us and canada were kind of merged at, a t- at one point in time you mm-hmm. know, they, then they drew a border what, 30, <laughs> mi- 30 miles north of here so um now for canadians are, is there a lot of like historical things about canada are you guys like deep in your history oh this is where you should have like my dad on it because like, my dad is probably historical my dad loves history and my family does too. Whenever we would travel, we, I was very fortunate that we would go on vacation um, fairly often, like every year. And um, they would always bring me to the museums and like whatever was Canadian? that. Canadian? No, we would travel. We would go like Germany and we've um, okay. just different places. And we would always go to to the museums that were like Italy and, you know, France. And, and um, we would always of course go to the culture and like check out the museums I, and i just would want to go shopping <laughs> oh i was like i i would i would chill with your dad like i don't want to shop yeah I go, like, no i i was like can we go eat something or go shopping food, yes. or, yeah food so basically number one you, yeah you, yeah like, what can we squeeze in before dinner right yeah. exactly so yeah unfortunately i don't i don't know much and even in high school like my dad would and my mom they would help would me so they much teach a lot of that like Canadian yeah history? oh yeah i just okay. don't remember any of it <laughs> i took uh, i took intro to canada in in Patrick State. Mm-hmm. I love the course, and uh, it was weird because I'm like, it's right there, but I don't know a lot about it. And when you started learning about the, you know, the Parliament and the system, the government system, and the history and the founders and uh, the wars in Canada, which is I don't think a ton of them, but Mm-mm. like I did a whole thing on the Battle of Quebec. Like, wow. Was, oh, you probably know more than I do. <laughs> well, this was years ago. I don't remember it, but it was. It, I, I just thought it was fascinating because I'm like, yeah. you know, here we're so. We're taught the history of the United States and the founding of the United States and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder how. Yeah, no, it, it is taught in school, and okay. it definitely is. Um, I just it went in one ear, no, it's good, so that I you're, could you're pass the kid. test, yeah. and then out the other, <laughs> not to the next. What, what? I liked art class and gym class. <laughs> are, are you artistic? Um, not like not any. I enjoy coloring, and I like when when my daughter and I color on her coloring book. I like to have my page, and she yeah. has her page. And when she comes to help me with mine, I'm like, no, you stop don't ruin it. Okay. You're okay. Yeah, Same. I don't feel as bad now. <laughs> um. I've gotten much better over the years, but at the beginning, it was like, no, this is my coloring book, and that's your coloring book. I did the same because I'm like a. It's I, therapeutic. Like well, I enjoy coloring. It's therapeutic, yeah. but I'm like. I've just spent 20 minutes filling this out. You're not going to make a line across my page. Doing the proper page. shading. Yeah. I chose the right colors for Belle and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the hard part because I'm colorblind. So like, sometimes I'm you, like... No, you're not. Really? Yeah, yeah. Who picks your shirts out in the morning? I wear a very bland... Fully colorblind? No, no. So like, I don't think anybody's fully colorblind. Oh, okay. like, I think... So how colorblindness works is that the shade... And I've learned this a little bit more the last couple of years so the shade of what you see is different so i can see colors like this okay. is black well i mean that's not a good example this is black. <laughs> but like 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 my socks i got colorful socks on my like right yeah. orange blue purple i think green red oh yeah no that was red that's right there's no green on your socks but that's okay, okay. so there's my that's perfect okay so that's <laughs> okay. perfect example i'm looking i'm like that's green so i will mix colors up because what happens is it's 
take like the color wheel, like your primary and your secondary colors and things like that. It's like there's like for you, they're so vibrant and just different. And what I've the best way I can explain it is that every color is more muted for me, so that the space between red, yellow, and orange is more blended. Hmm. So like I can see them, but they have to be very vibrant, or I have to be close up. Or I'm like, okay, that's definitely like those are definitely red. Right. Um, so oh, that's sh- cool. shading's hard, but yes, I can see colors. So like hmm. I know like now the one thing that was always tricky for me, and I think this myth was busted, is like I'll use our let's use the sky. That's right. a good example. The sky is blue. Everybody says the sky is blue. Mm-hmm. I, for the longest time, was like, what happens if my idea of blue yes. is actually your yellow? Mm-hmm. I thought of that too. But you call it blue, and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. blue. Yeah. But then if I was to switch back, and now I'm not colorblind, I'm like, oh my God, the sky is yellow. Mm-hmm. I so, so a friend of mine bought me the colorblind sunglasses. I don't know if you've ever heard of no. these. You put them on and it's supposed to change colors to the way it's supposed to be. I, for the longest time, didn't buy them. Because you didn't want to know. Yes, because I'm like, if all of a sudden at 30 something years old, I'm going to look in these glasses and my blue is now going to be yellow. And now like you look totally different and the water is red. And like my, what I see is red, but you call it water mm-hmm. blue too i'd right. be like yeah that's blue so now the sky is red that's red and now this whole world is like flip-flopped yeah it's it's, it's like the or uh it's like uh the negative of a photo it's just totally mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. and i didn't want to have that like complete shock to my system of like wait what's going on yeah so now when i did put on the glasses i did try them everything just became more vibrant like the colors mm. like my yellow now became more yellow. Okay. If that makes sense. Yep. So then I'm like, okay, that would have been definitely red. So it's a weird. That's cool though. But like so, the, okay. So the only thing can... that really screws up besides color coordinating outfits and stuff mm-hmm. is uh, traffic lights are tough for me. Because oh, red, yellow, but, and green are tough. Yeah, which I guess is kind of dangerous, but also you can be like, well, I didn't see, sir. Yeah, I know green's on the bottom, but there's times. So red and yellow look similar, but, but red and green also look similar. And so the problem is when it's not when it goes green to yellow, mm-hmm. it's when I'm driving and I'm like, is that yellow or red? Right. And, or a blinking yellow or a oh, blinking yeah. red really screw me up. So yep. I'll, I typically will slow down if I'm in an area I don't know mm-hmm. and I'll look for stop signs. I'm like, okay, stop yep. signs this way. So that's a yellow. Like that's really how, so it's, huh, it's a little I've tricky never had to and the green lights that. on the bottom, red lights on the top. So that's how right. I've learned my lights. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I, I kind of blame it. Like I run red light, but like officer, I thought it was yellow. I'm colorblind. Yeah. So that, that's the way I, w- I would do it. Do but you get pulled over a lot? One year, my, my record was seven times in one year. Oh my gosh. Um, but that was, I'll be honest. I don't think I've been pulled over since that year. I think I've been pulled over maybe once and it was like something random. It wasn't even like, so the answer yeah. is no, I've, I've, well, seven times in one year is a lot. I've excessive. been pulled over once in my entire life. Really? And it was, the first time was last year on my way to the chamber because I didn't know that the road, that, that Route 9 in that area was like 30. I thought it was 50. And the police car was right behind me. And he pulls me over. <laughs> and he quickly found out that I obviously wasn't from here because he was like, people usually slow down. You kept speeding up. And I was like, I really had no idea. Have you met my boss? I'm late. <laughs> uh, you know, you know where I saw a cop yesterday was on Oak Street. I'm driving. A cop car was facing t- 
towards the Oak Street's one way. Mm-hmm. Cop car was on the left side of the mm-hmm. road facing the opposite way, parked. And I was driving like, that's weird. And then in my head, I'm like, nope, he's radaring this way. Oh, and okay, of yeah. course, then I looked down because I'm like, eh, people go down Oak Street, not 30 or 35. Mm-hmm. So I was fine, but um, but I'm like, how? That's they're, that's like shooting fish in a barrel. Yep. Like, you're getting people coming down Oak mm-hmm. Street. Because, and that was the first time I'd ever seen a cop facing the wrong way. So it was, it, was, it was, yeah, different. So Adriana, what is your, what do you most look forward to with the chamber this year and going into the future, because now you've had a little time to plan and prep. Yep. And- I'm actually really excited about the Business Expo and Conference, which is on June 16th, and we're doing it very differently this year than in the past, and I think that's why I'm so excited, because excited and nervous, right? Because you're doing something different. So far, the, um, the people are receiving it positively and like are looking forward to it. Um, so I'm looking forward to that and seeing how it all comes together when all this months of work goes in and then the day of making sure that it all comes together nicely. Um, and I think next year I'm looking forward to the annual dinner because I wasn't, I was on maternity leave during all the preps, um, for it. So I think Christy's probably looking forward to me being here for that also. Oh, and taste. Cause I wasn't here for taste either. So still a lot. Okay. I, yeah. And then I'm just looking forward to seeing what the member like membership, what new members we get and different, you know, it's exciting when different businesses come to the area and how. When, so when, when you say you had to like reinvent some stuff, what were the main things? Obviously the business expo this year. Yeah. Business expo, um, St. Pat's, we mm-hmm. did different, um, women in business. We changed it a little bit. Okay. Um, it had always been like a, a, uh, morning and a lunch this this past year we did it um it's a breakfast and then the breakout sessions um you might be switching it up again this year we'll see okay. um yeah i i think we've just kind of looked at it and what's the purpose and how can we make it better and actually more beneficial for our members not that it hasn't been in the past but i think just things have changed mm-hmm. like if prime example the business expo was a huge success in the past but i think now more recently it's like okay well we have linkedin we have google we have um indeed we have different ways of finding businesses and what the services are um so what's a way that we can change it and make it more of a business to business thing and have speakers and yeah i i uh no i think things have to evolve but i also think a, a tendency for companies or organizations that they've been doing it for years and years and years is to is to look at something and say, well, it's working, so we're just good, and let's just leave it. And I think, and I think this is generational too. Like you and I, I think are in the younger space. Um, you know, we're not brand new, but we've had some time to get experience. But mm-hmm. we're also in the time of like, hey, we're doing this for a few more decades, and like part of it's curiosity. Like I would like to try to change it and see yeah. if there's a better way of doing it. Um, but I also think you have to try stuff and it's nerve wracking and it's, you don't want things to get stale Yeah, and you want it to still be fun. And I think I always want to try and remember what is the purpose of this Mm -hmm. event for, and each event is different. Is it just, is it because we're honoring uh, people? Is it because we're trying to have a good day and have fun? Is it for recognition? Is it for, um, you know, networking? And so just remembering what the purpose is of each event I think is really important. Yeah. Cause like you said, if you're just doing it because you did it last year, well, what, I don't know. Yeah, you don't want a check-the-box event. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to make sure that it's... And again, when you're dealing with members, it, you're taking... So, you, again, you're going to have the event next month, and you're going to get send out a survey. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Then right. you're going to get feedback. And I think... Because I've had people call me about it, 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Are you doing this? Like, what do you think? And they just other business people. And, and uh, I've, I've said the same thing. I'm like, I cannot see the chamber ever trying to do anything that's going to make it worse. And, I, and I'm like, you know what? I said, well, I'm going to do it because why not? You know, and I think a lot of it is if it's not as good, then I trust that you guys and the we'll business community would again. be like, hey, let's, let's just keep tweaking. Exactly. We have to try, right? Yeah, we have 100%. to. I think Christy had said that during my interview. She's like, I need someone who's ready to try something out. And if it fails, it fails. If it mm-hmm. is a success, great. But like, we'll do our best. I, and the other thing too is like failure and successes failure you spend way more time dwelling on it in the moment right and then in the future the only thing that matters is your successes because your failures you're gonna have so many of them that they're just gonna blend together and then they end up just becoming like stories or something you can learn from and have poke fun at so Mm -hmm. i think that uh you have to learn yeah and i think just like going through and just like breaking some stuff and being like just try it out and it's kind of like a bowl in a china china shop kind of thing like yes we'll get to the end so Mm -hmm. um Adriana, if anybody needs to, we'll wrap it up here, but if yep. anybody needs to find you, reach mm-hmm. out, join the chamber, maybe yep. do the uh, business expo, mm-hmm. how can they do so? You can call the chamber at 518-563-1000 or email me at adriana at northcountrychamber.com. And g- give us just like, what's the next, let's do three months. Let's do May, June, July. What events are going up May, June, July? Um, North Country Connection is happening right now. Uh, we have Business Expo in June. May, we also have the Job Fair. Um, we also have leadership training and um, Social, digital training yeah. right now. Um, August is the golf tournament, which will be at the Barracks. Mm-hmm. And October, Women in Business. Perfect. November, Taste of the North Country. And December, off. December, off. <laughs> Except for Business After Hours every single month. Yes. That never changes. And that's what, the third Thursday? Usually month? the third Thursday of the month. Um, yeah. Okay, perfect. And that's fun. If you guys have never been, yep. go. Adriana will be there. Christy will be there. A lot of chamber members. Yeah, we'll and everybody. all be so, there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good time. So, all right, we'll wrap it up there. That's Thank episode. you. You did good, too. Thanks. Wasn't as bad as you thought? No, it wasn't. Okay. It's it was good. fun. That's good. Um, so, and, and sorry, I didn't, I didn't make fun of you as bad as uh, Chris told me to, mm. but that's that's all right. Maybe next time. Um, <laughs> episode 190, Gail and Trombley Show with Adriana Favreau, and we're out. Thanks for listening to the Gail and Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.